and welcome to Better Than Mario Brothers, the podcast where each episode we delve deep into cinema sewer. I am Chris Bolton. With me, as always, my partners in podcasting, Mr. Mark Williams and Miss Helen McIntyre. Hiya. And it is episode 50. It doesn't feel like it's been 50 episodes, but it's, it's on us already. So we had to do something special for you listeners. We... We had a team meeting about this and there were lots of options. We were like, well, you know, episodes 50, is, it's got to be special. So, you know, either we've got to look at like a career ending bomb or we've got to look at, you know, some massive box office flop or we've just got to look at, you know, what is the absolute worst film we can find. And so, of course, we went with that. Um, <laughs> this is long <laughs> overdue. Um, Long time listeners will have already heard Mark and I sort of talk about this. But we decided to go with probably the worst film I've ever seen and certainly the only film I've ever walked out of a cinema during, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Yeah, now um, <laughs> for those of you who listened to our um, episode on uh, Mortal Kombat, which was probably about 18 months ago before Helen joined It us, was exactly um, two years ago, Mark, believe it or not. It oh, was, really? it was yeah. May 2021. Oh, there you go. Um, yeah, so you'll so people who've listened to the episode will know I wasn't a fan of the original, so hopes weren't high for this one. I mean, I was, is the thing. I, I have a soft spot for that original Mortal Kombat, um, as discussed at length on that podcast. So I'm not going to tread old ground here, listeners. But if you want to hear my thoughts on that, and if you want to hear me and Mark probably come the closest to blows you're going to hear on this podcast, <laughs> go back and listen to that one. Because to say there was a strong difference in opinion would be somewhat of an understatement. Um I love the first Mortal Kombat film. It is not a perfect film. It is not even a good film. But it is very, very entertaining, and actually, it's very well executed. Um, I loved it as a child. I love it now. Um, but as a child, you know, I, it was one of my most watched films. I think when I was like fifteen, sixteen, I had the VHS, and I just watched it so fucking much, over and over and over. Primarily because I'd also broken my pelvis at this time, and I'd bought the VHS <laughs> of Mortal Kombat just before, so like I could watch it a lot, right? So. I watched the original Mortal Kombat a hell of a lot. So when I knew the sequel was coming, I was super excited. Um, and I think that, you know, I, I still think to this day, this is only the second time I've seen this film. Okay, so even going into this time, I was kind of thinking, is it as bad as I remember? Or was I just like really disappointed as well? You know, it's not just that it was bad. It's that I was expecting it to be good. Um, but no, I mean, it's just fucking shit, isn't it? Um, <laughs> because i'm with you chris i don't think i enjoyed the first one quite as much as you did but i remember liking the first mortal kombat film yeah the first first one's good like it's yeah it's interesting actually because i i went back and re-listened to our um episode on mortal kombat this afternoon just to kind of work out what we said about it and make sure you know we were still kind of in step and it's interesting listening to our analysis of that and the analysis i'm about to give on this how you know? I've, I've said the first one isn't isn't a good film. I, I, I think we all know that, but it, but there's a lot to enjoy in it, and, and there are elements of it which are executed well. Now, what's interesting is that all the things that are wrong with the first one, the second one doubles down on. But not only that, it takes all the stuff that's good and flushes it down the toilet, like it's <laughs> <laughs> it couldn't be worse. It's fucking unbelievable. Um, but look, like enough preamble. Let's let's just dive into this fucking thing. I don't know about you guys. I've got quite a few notes on this. Um, I really haven't because there wasn't a lot to take notes on. Oh, I've 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 got quite a few. I've tried to write down as much of the story as I can. 
Um, oh, that took you a long time. Yeah, I use that term very loosely. Um, <laughs> but I have written down as much of the story as I can. Um, so, I mean, to start with, like, I'll be honest, when I put this on, like, all that's in the front of my mind is this is the only film I've ever walked out of. How bad is this going to be? <laughs> like because you got to remember this was like this was 1998 all right i still remember it vividly it was winter 1998 it was like january or february or some shit and i know that for a fact because i was studying um for my gcses right so i was just about to leave school we were getting into that time where like school's kind of winding down you know where the teachers don't really give a fuck and they can't be bothered to teach you anymore and they're just like well you just go and revise or some shit so we went to see fucking Mortal Kombat in the middle of the week, right? We were all just like, ah, oh, fuck school. Like, we wanted to see it. So caught the train to Cardiff with a bunch of friends, and we saw it in the ABC cinema in town, which isn't even there anymore. I think it's HMV now, or maybe the audience HMV. Anyway, they were, like, right next to each other. Tiny fucking cinema. This thing's got about three fucking screens at most, right? And we're all sat there expecting this to be brilliant. You're talking about a bunch of, like, just gone 17-year-old boys, right? So the absolute target audience for this film <laughs> should have been a fucking home run. And all the way through, I was just thinking, oh, my God, this is fucking horseshit. This is, this is so bad. And I'm not even, like, studying film academically at this point, right? That would be to come. I'm on the cusp of that. I'm still in my, like, glory days of renting really bad VHSs. So... I don't think I even knew what a bad film really was until I saw Mortal Kombat Annihilation. And I was sitting through this thing going, what the fuck is this? Like, I, I can make a better film. We can make a better film than this. And actually, three of us then did. It was only about 10 minutes long. But we were like, we can make a better fucking kung fu film than this. Let's go and do it. And we did it about two weekends later. Uh, <laughs> and it's, it's still on a VHS somewhere. Um, so I'm sat there watching thinking, this is fucking terrible. And... I stayed longer than I should have, right? Primarily because I was in a cinema in the middle of town with a bunch of friends, couldn't drive, we were on the train, it's pissing down with rain, it's freezing cold, so I'm like, if I leave, where the fuck am I going? Like, at least this cinema's warm, right? But it was so bad. We got about an hour in, it was so bad, I was just like, no, I, I can't. I can't fucking take it. I will go and stand in the pissing rain and wait for everybody but I cannot take this film anymore. It's making my brain bleed. So I, <laughs> there is a specific point, and I'll put it out when we <coughs> get there in my notes. There is a specific point where I just vividly remember standing up and telling the screen to fuck off and then just storming out of the cinema. I literally got up and just went, oh, fuck off and left. And everybody else stayed there for the remaining like 20 something minutes. I just stood out on Queen Street in the pissing rain because there was nothing else to do, nowhere to go. I was a 17-year-old kid. I didn't have a lot of money. I couldn't go to the pub and get a drink. Like I couldn't drive home. So I was just like, do you know what? I stand by that decision to this day. Looking back on it now, I was like, I probably had a better time standing out in the fucking rain listening to Del Boy than I did inside watching fucking Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only thing to be fair knowing that story was the main thing that got me through this film was i was just writing down every possible moment that i thought could have triggered you and there was one that i'd circled because i was just like i think this is going to be the one yeah and then you told me that i was right and i oh, yeah the only good feeling i had from this film yeah so so for <laughs> those of you playing along at home if you've watched this film so um, the guys know what point that was. We had a, we had a discussion in our WhatsApp group last night, so the, the guys know at what point I walked out. But 
if you're playing along at home just see if you can guess what point it was and uh just for funsies and i'll let you know um incidentally mark almost tapped out well before that in our whatsapp group <laughs> and I, I, I pointed out that i hadn't tapped out yet in the hope that it would spur him on to keep going um didn't tap out this time i did make it all the way through but anyway so starting this for the first time i've got that memory like front and center in my brain and i'm thinking it can't be that bad it can't be that bad <laughs> and so then it starts and you get the dragon logo and you get mortal combat and the theme kicks so in so 90s like, fine so 90s absolutely fine right because as i said on the last podcast as well still think that's one of the best film themes ever composed um so that started and i'm i'm in i'm absolutely fine i'm like right brilliant i'm yours to lose and then within 10 seconds they lose me i haven't i didn't listen back to the last episode enough time today um and i haven't watched i haven't rewatched mortal kombat since we did it two years ago because i fucking hated it the first time i'm not going to go back and watch it again so am i right in remembering that it basically the first one ended with the fucking purple clouds coming over yes. and then so we were straight into the into the second one it basically went straight through. this picks up immediately after the end of yeah. the first one um one of the things, um, obviously we didn't know this at the time as children watching it, but one of the things we called attention to on our last podcast for the first one was actually how for 1995, they were essentially, and obviously it didn't work because this film's fucking garbage, but they were essentially trying to build an MCU. Like they they were going for this bunch of interconnected films and a TV series and all this stuff. And so, and so they were literally bleeding into each other. Um, the problem with that is this one picks up straight off the back of the first one with an entirely different cast and crew um with like i'm guessing i don't know what the budget was for this one but i'm guessing it would have been more because the first one made serious bank um but it just all of the all of the effort and all of the love and passion that went into that first one which is clear on the screen and once again for for listeners that haven't heard the first podcast i'm just going to reiterate it here if you don't know anything about the production of the first mortal kombat film go away and google it and have a read and then come back because it's fucking fascinating like like you want to hear about how you shouldn't make a film it is that first mortal kombat film like they were actually kicking the shit out of each other on camera loads of people didn't get paid christopher lambert didn't even go to set he literally said i will only do this for funsies and i will do it where i want and you will film me only in close-ups um, and that's pretty much what happened, which is why you never, ever see him in anything other than a close-up. And he's normally CGI'd if you do see him in a, like, even passing another scene. It's fucking hilarious. And yet, because of all those constraints, it's that kind of, it, it's just all of those constraints were imposed on these filmmakers. And they're like, you know what? No, we're going to fucking do this. And it forced them to be creative. And I genuinely think that's what leads to the energy running through that first one. There's none of that here. This just feels like somebody spunking every single penny they've got up against the wall without an ounce of talent. And just, like, it's it's horrendous. Even down to things like in this first fucking opening sequence here, and you've got, like, a million and one characters introduced straight away. There's loads of shit CGI. It's got some of the worst compositing I have ever seen. And I know it's 1997 that this was made, right? So we've got to make allowances, but fuck me it's 1997 we've had jurassic park like you know you can't be giving us effects like this anymore yeah okay you can't hide behind the fact that we, no, we haven't got the technology yet no and like there's there's bad cgi in the first one like particularly anytime you see shang Tsung do magic and shit like the cgi is terrible and, and reptile in the first one is terrible as well 
But in this, there's bad CGI everywhere. And at least in the first one, they only use CGI for things that they really couldn't accomplish any other way. You know, things like when you look at what they did with Goro, for instance, in the first one, and then you look at the amount of fucking CGI in this, you're like, but Goro still looks cool. He looks fucking amazing because they had this huge fucking animatronic bodysuit that someone was wearing to be Goro. And it was a real physical, practical effect. And the fights were real. Whereas this is a bunch of fucking explosions and fucking ice balls and fireballs and all, all this shit that just just isn't there and so looks bad. Um, so yeah, it, it just feels like somebody just spunking money up against the wall and going, oh, any old shit will do. It's Mortal Kombat. It They'll watch it, won't they? $30 million instead of the budget. Jesus Christ. What was the budget of the first one? Do we know? I don't know. I think it was probably about the same, actually. Yeah, it probably was. 30, 30 million in the 90s or 30 million adjusted? The 90s. Bloody hell. Mm, that's what I'm saying. Because like the composition is so bad, it is like baby's first After Effects. It's like yeah. when you get the Adobe program and you've got the little like exercises just to teach yeah. you how to yeah. do the very basics and yeah, they are so what cloud shit. looks like. Yeah, it is like literally that is what is in the film. Yeah, so the, the, the first one cost $20 million and recouped 122 This one cost $30 million and recouped 50 There you go, right. So they've got 10 mil more to play with two years later, right? Yeah. And, and they spunked it all on crap CG. I, I, and they really have, oh. right? Because there's only one returning cast member. No, two, sorry. There's only two returning cast members, right? So everyone else is therefore in this film out of choice. I mean, everybody's in out of choice anyway, but you know what I mean? Like they, they know what yeah. they're walking into. So it's not like they've got any real bargaining power in the same yeah. way that the original two stars have to be able to say, well, you want me back, now you can pay me. Yeah, no, there's none of that, right? They haven't got Christopher Lambert to pay because they've they've recast him because he basically... This is how bad this film is, right? Christopher Lambert turned it down, right? At the time, there was some excuse about he was shooting something else. I forget what it was he was shooting. He has since said he turned it down because it was so bad and he only did the first one for funsies. Now, when Christopher Lambert tells you your script is bad, this is a man who is in Highlander 2, all right? And he's telling you your script is too bad. Like, you know you've got a problem (laughs) at that point, yeah? Mm. So, and and not just him, um, the original Johnny Cage as well, is it? uh, Lyndon Ashby, I want to say something about his name was. That's so interesting. Get his name now. Um, But the original Johnny Cage as well. Lyndon Ashby, yeah. yeah. Lyndon Ashby literally turned him down flat. He was like, I'm not fucking doing that. It's garbage. Like, just literally turned him down. Same thing with... The person who took took the Johnny Cage role had had the the best deal ever because they only got to be in it for two minutes. They go, fuck it, I'm done. Oh, we're going to get to that. Believe me, we're going to get to that. Um, We're still talking around the film in general at the moment, but but yeah, (laughs) believe me. We're, we're going to get to that whole cage thing. Uh, I mean, because that was the point the first time around. That was the point where I was just like, uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh, something's wrong. Um, so anyway, we get we get the theme tune. And I'm thinking, like, now and then, I'm thinking, oh, it's all right. Theme tune's great, brilliant. Here we go. We're straight into the action. Picks up where it left off last time. And for the first 30 seconds or so, it's not seeming too bad. Other than, again, like as, as a kid, who, like we didn't have the internet back then, or at least not widely anyway. I did have a computer. My internet access was very limited, though, so I didn't really know people had been recast. I'm, I'm in there going, what the fuck? Who's, who are these people? What the fuck's going on? Um, but then, to make it worse, they, and, and they've, it's the first thing I've written here, like, somewhere along the line, they've decided that he's no longer Shang Tsung either. He's now Chang Tsang, apparently, is the way it's pronounced in the opening. 
I don't know where the fuck that comes from, other than somebody mangling his name and nobody <laughs> correcting them because maybe they didn't want to waste the film. I don't know, but it no, the I mean, let's be real. Within the first thirty seconds, I was like, "This isn't a sequel. This is somebody who found a really bad fanfic that was written by somebody that didn't like the end of the first film and went off and just." 11 years old shoved as much as they wanted into it and they thought oh that'd be great we'll film that like they need to pay a writer yeah i mean it's, it's, it's you know to talk in general terms it, i said like it's got all the problems of the first one and then it doubles down like one of the issues probably the main issue with the first one is there's actually very little plot there's loads of story loads and loads of story everybody has a really complete character arc in that first film it's actually very well written but there's no plot, right? There's just this whole thing of like, it, there's this tournament that's held every generation. And if Earth loses 10 tournaments, there's an invasion and we're it, like, mankind's wiped out forever and the Earth gets invaded, right? That's the plot. And you've got this tournament structure that they could build it around. And Liu Kang's our champion. So he has to go and like beat Shang Tsung. And that, that was our jumping off point, right? They win. Now, they completely flush that down the toilet immediately because we get fucking Shokan shown up and going like, yeah, I, I know you won. And so now the Elder Gods say you should be protected for the next like thousand years or whatever it is. But fuck that, because I'm just going to invade you anyway. Mm. What was the point in the first film then? Well, well, I said that at the time. Why, why was there even a Mortal Kombat tournament if he can literally just show up at any given point? Yeah, exactly. And just go on board. I'm just going to go and invade Earth. Like, fuck it. Why not? Uh, I've got daddy yeah. issues and I need to prove myself. So I'm going to go and invade Earth today. Um, so so they flush that down the toilet to begin with. But then, like, they don't even attempt to build any story around that. The plot is literally Shokan decides he's, like, pissed off because we won. So he's going to show up and invade. That's it. There is absolutely no explanation about why about how we're going to stop him, about what the point of the tournament was, about why anyone gives a fuck other than we're all on the planet. Like, there's none of that. Whereas at least in the first one, like, you know, Liu Kang had the whole thing uh, where Shang Tsung killed his brother, so he, he had to avenge his brother. Johnny Cage had to prove that he wasn't just some cocky actor and he could actually do his thing. Sonya was after Kano because he killed her partner. Like, they all had these stories and these reasons for being there. Whereas here, it's just like... I don't know, let's just get all these characters together, make them fight each other, is it? Fuck it, that'll do. Um, and, and that is our story. That is it. Is it. I, I still, I've seen this one and three quarter times now, and I still <laughs> don't know what the actual point of this, I don't know what the story is. I, I haven't got a fucking clue, because it just seems like a bunch of random scenes smashed together. Yeah. And, yes. and again, like they tr they tried to they tried to do it in a similar way to the first one. They tr they tried to have story strands and then not not pull them together. But the whole thing with Katana being kidnapped. So what was the point in that? It just didn't nothing. None of it went anywhere. No, I, I, I've I've got a huge logic gap with Katana getting kidnapped, which I'll point out when we get there as well. I'm sure you've picked it up as well, Mark. Um, but okay, so right, we dive into it. Shokan comes through. Um, incidentally like love brian thompson think he's an amazing yes. character actor right and, and he's probably the best thing in this film to be honest as well I'm probably about it he is um but like and, and it's not to be fair it's not just this film that does this but somebody really needs to tell dps they can't shoot him from below 
because yes. fucking hell, he looks fat when you shoot him, and he's not. Clearly, he's not. He's, he's very. He's very. He's very. Um, You'd call him stocky, but he's very well built. He's, he's, but just just the shape on him, yeah, he, he, he looks like he's got a really bulbous chin. He does, yeah, and he looks like he's got this huge double chin and no. You neck. had the same problem with um, they had the same problem with Arnold Vosloo in the second Mummy film. Yes, yeah, and because again, trying to shoot him from below because of the shape of his face and the fact he's very he got a very thick neck, he just looked really blubbery. Yeah, and and like it's not helped by the fact that he's wearing the mask in the first scene, which yes. he then never puts on again. So I don't know why they did it at all, yeah. other than he's wearing it. At the end of Mortal Kombat 1 when he appears in the sky. So I guess yeah. they figure like, oh, for continuity's sake, because if we're going to worry about continuity anywhere in this film, we may as well do it at the start, because then we're just <laughs> going to flush it down the fucking toilet anyway. So, you know, he can show up in the start just because maybe he wears the fucking skeletal mask in the game. Not maybe he does. So it's like, just so everybody knows who he is, we'll get him to put the fucking skeletal mask on first time, and then we'll ditch it, because fuck it, we've paid out for Brian Thompson, so you're going to see his fucking yeah. face. Um, as we should, because motherfucker always looks cold as fuck anyway. So, like, yes. and to be fair, it's not very often you do get to see his face. He's normally covered in prosthetics, so it's mm. nice to actually see him. He always looks like I him, even when he's in prosthetics. Yeah, but I think nice it's only X Files I can think of where we actually see his face. I think you're right. I think there's this and X Files, and every other time you see him, he is just absolutely covered in prosthetic. Yeah. Um, he does just have the forehead piece in the pilot for Buffy. He's just got yeah. the vamp forehead piece when he's yeah. playing Luke, but he's still yeah, he's but like when, for he's, all, when he's the judge, he's all fucking blue, isn't he's he? Covered, yeah. But for all intents and purposes, he's still like he's got the prosthetic on his forehead and he's yeah. got the contacts and the fangs. So like it's very rare you just get to see Brian Thompson being Brian Thompson. Um, so he shows up and I'm like, oh, I, I actually forgot he was in this. So again, I'm like, okay, another little win. Um, but then he just descends into like, and, and you, like, we didn't talk about this before, Amar, but you called out in the WhatsApp group last night. It just descends into this sub Power Rangers level. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like it's terrible. The fucking henchmen coming in. They're like the fucking putty monsters. Every and the way they fucking, fly. Yeah. Every scene, ninjas come out of fucking nowhere. I've written it down in my yeah. notes. It got to the point where the first time it happened after this, I was just like, where do all these ninjas keep coming from? And then after that, it was happening so much, I've just written ninjas every time they appear because they come out <laughs> fucking nowhere. And you're right, it is like yeah. the putty men where they just jump in from the side of the screen. Yeah. And he's like, how do nothing, f- fall over a bit. Yeah, what the fuck are you doing? Where did you come from? I don't understand. Um, and, and like, again, at least in the first one, they explained this because you had like Reptile would randomly show up, but it was because he was camouflaged. So at, yeah. at least you could understand that he'd been watching these fights all along and then he just fucking pops out of the camouflage and attacks yeah. people. Well, these fucking hundred ninjas at a time. Where, where, what tree are they hiding behind? Yeah, fucking ridiculous, right? So we have this this massive fucking showdown. The effect, this is the point where you start going, uh-oh, because this is where you really see that <laughs> composite happening. Like when, when Cage does the shadow kick and you're yeah. like, uh-oh, this, this looks fucking terrible. Um, and and it's already like legitimately worse than Power Rangers. Like it's yes. it, it, the fight scenes are better in Power Rangers. The acting is better in Power Rangers. The costumes are better in Power Rangers. Everything is better in Power Rangers than this. Um, and fuck me, these performances already. And we're not. We're barely a minute in, and yeah. these performances are fucking dreadful. Absolutely abysmal. The narration, especially at the start from raiden is yeah oh oh my god like i'm i'm, I'm dry heaving thinking about that performance <laughs> and again like even just raiden himself i'm sure we'll get into this a lot later on because he's quite central to this film this is probably more raiden's film than anyone else's uh, whereas the first one was kind of more lu kang's but actually it had that uh, kind of 
sort of trinity of heroes this this seems to be focused around raiden as much yeah. as i can tell as much as it's focused around anybody um and the problem with that is like this this guy they've recast i don't think he's a bad actor i just think he he's got a completely different take on raiden to christopher lambers and it, yeah. it just it, it doesn't they're not the same character the energy is totally different and it's the same thing with the recast sonja as well like their energy is completely different so I mean, it's fine for people to bring their own take to a role if you're going to recast them. Fine. But you need to match energy, at least, because it's the same character. And Christopher Lambert's yeah. reading in the first one. He's always got this kind of cheeky spark in his eyes. He's a little bit kind of like he's a god and he knows he's a god and he's totally above all of this petty mortal shit. But he's still kind of like he's the good god. So he's still kind of rooting for us. But he's always doing it a little bit like nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Whereas here like raiden's so fucking dour and serious and boring um and, and don't even get it like and that's before he turns into sting like this is just <laughs> like, he's just fucking terrible um so yeah so these performances are bad um mm -hmm. the compositing is bad and then i'd completely forgot until it happened to be honest i probably blocked from him but i completely forgot that they killed johnny cage instantly now I'm assuming that wasn't in the original script, right? Because they wanted to bring Lyndon Ashby back. So I'm assuming they've done this out of spite. In which case, oh, yeah. yes. you're right. The new Cage has got the best gig in the entire film because he shows up, <laughs> takes his payday and gets off straight away. The problem is that, I mean, all of, the core cast were all really good in that first film, to be fair. Like, all of them were really good because they all had a lot to work with. But the standout performance for me was cage like he was he's magnetic like yes he's an arsehole that's his character but he's also like he's got the charisma and he carried the film really well so to kill him off straight away is just like it's such a big fuck you to just be like oh everything yeah. you liked about the first one guess what not gonna happen here so we'll kill johnny straight away and if you're gonna do that like if you're gonna do it because you want a big death straight away and you want to raise the stakes you know it's, it's a valid move but then it's got to mean something is the problem. Well, th this is what I was going to say was because, and, th and this is why I think it absolutely was a fuck you to Lyndon Ashby because it after this scene and you got no he he, he dies and, and and Sonya immediately she's like no, I've got to avenge him this and the other. Nothing happens about that anywhere else in the film to a point where I'm thinking they shot that fucking last. They completely just to get yeah, away with it. They completely forgot about his character immediately. Right now, bearing yeah. in mind this is picks up immediately after the first one. So Cage, Sonja, and Liu Kang have literally been through hell together. Cage quite literally goes to hell to fight Scorpion and comes back, right? They've been yeah. to hell and back together. They are bonded as a unit at this point. Hell, him and Sonja are an item for fuck's sake. Like, this should mean something. This shouldn't be... Yeah. This film then isn't like, here's these fucking three heroes or two heroes as they are now. Um, who are going to go and save our planet from this invading marauding force no this is you just killed our fucking best friend motherfucker you're dead yeah. that's what this film needs to be like yeah. yes the fate of the world is at stake but the actual narrative drive for these characters is you just killed our fucking friend like this yeah. this needs to be rocky four this needs yeah. to be like you know like you just killed apollo motherfucker you're dead like you are absolutely dead we're gonna crush you but doesn't happen, does it? They just sweep it under and the carpet. when we get the shot of his sunglasses hitting the ground, sunglasses are still intact. Like, the sunglasses need to be smashed. Yeah, totally. Like, if you, that's what you're going to do. Like, you yeah. know, if you're going to have the image, do it fucking right. Yeah, and there's also, like, I, and I don't know how they miss this, 
Um, but when he fights Scorpion in the first one, um, and, and he wins, spoilers, um, there's this awesome end to that fight where they're, they're like they're fighting in hell and he basically punches Scorpion's head off. But then because they're in hell, he's got a publicity photo that he was carrying around in his jacket that he signed and the, it started to burn at the edge and it just flutters down and lands on the floor and then combusts. And it's like, that's what you do because that's his character. Like, give the publicity yeah. photo there and yeah, the smash sunglasses on the top and then it's like, yes, he's absolutely dead. Um, so, all right, whatever. They've killed him. It means nothing. Um, it, it, just, it just feels like they're deliberately doing it to piss everyone off, though, doesn't it? That's, that's the problem. Yeah. Um, so then I've got some notes about Brian Thompson. We've already covered Brian Thompson, really. Um, and, and so then it, then it just takes off, right? All of a sudden, this. There's some narrative fuckery where apparently now they're invading. We don't they don't really explain it and Raiden tells everybody that they need to go their separate ways. For reasons unbeknownst to me, Sonja needs to go and find Jax. Oh no, they've got to go their own separate ways because none of them are good enough at this stage to fight. So they've got to, the whole point of them going their own separate ways was meant to be They've all got to go and train some more, which is the one thing that never fucking happens. Doesn't happen at all. And also, like they're saying they're not good enough, yet Liu Kang is now the Mortal Kombat champion and has beaten the reigning champion for the last like 9,000 years or whatever it was. Yeah. And in order to do yeah. so, he has to like go through that whole training regimen, and that like that's his arc in the first film. Like mm. he has to look inside himself, and he has to find the strength within, and he has to fight himself, and he has to build himself up, and basically become our fucking hero. Yeah. So to just turn around and go, yeah, nah, you're not strong enough. Yeah, you're not worthy. Like th- yeah. that doesn't work, right? If yeah. and and the only way that would have worked is if it was him that had got beaten down at the start and not Cage. Yes. Like, if they'd yeah. have all had their asses handed to them, fine. But that doesn't happen, yeah. does it? He just kills Cage no. and everybody else just kicks the fuck out of each other. And then there's this whole thing. And yeah, so they need to go and train then, except Sonja decides she's not going to bother training. She's going to go and find Jax. I haven't heard anything no, I about Jax before. They just no. drop him in there. Yeah. No, I have another problem with this bit as well, right? Because they go in these balls, right? That, that can travel well, around yeah. the world in a matter oh, God, of hours. So can a fucking plane. What's special about these candid things? Apart from you're not going to pay for a ticket. Yeah, I don't. What is the point in these balls? Like, what, what, what are they no about? Idea. Like, I don't get it. Other than again, it's something that looks expensive, and we can get a fucking special effect out of. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't understand why they need to go in the balls. No, because it doesn't. It, it doesn't. It doesn't add anything. It doesn't pay off later on. There's no. There's no comeback to it. So why don't they just sort of? Well, I need to go and do this. You need to go and do that. And then in the next scene, they're there. We don't need to know what they got. That doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, I mean, they're there, and then there's, like, I don't know, a, a conversation somewhere about some shit. I haven't written down what it is because I'm already bored. But <laughs> Luke and Katana are talking to each other, and then Smoke shows up out of nowhere to cockblock. Um, yeah. I, I, fine, <laughs> right, okay, I'm okay with Smoke showing up out of nowhere. But then the million fucking ninjas show up underground yeah. in the middle of nowhere. Where the fuck did these ninjas come from? Like how what the fuck uh so there's a big fight with is, with smoke then and all these like, ninjas. No, just add water where you, you know you get some water on the floor all of a sudden they appear maybe you fucking but like at least with at least with smoke like he's a fucking robot and shit so you could be like yeah. all right well maybe you can fucking i don't know teleport or some shit but the ninjas fucking can't they're just ninjas so yeah, they just turn up like if this is going to be a thing, it needed explaining immediately. Like, I get that yeah. there's a portal and stuff, and people are coming through the interdimensional portal and come to our world and stuff like that. 
but then you can't just pop through a portal anyway. That's not how it works. Like <laughs> they, they, like they deliberately all came from the sky to that place at the start. So you can't yeah. just be like, oh, by the way, now they can just pop up out of thin air. Like that needs fucking explaining. Because otherwise, if yeah. they can do that, why can't our guys do that? Raiden's a fucking elder god, so he should be able to pop them around just like Shokan can pop his dudes around. So why do we need the yeah. big fucking pinballs? Doesn't make any it's like sense. It's raining men, but it's raining ninjas. It's raining ninjas. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then. The weather forecast. It's all black and stormy outside. Yeah. So so there's a big fight between Smoke and Liu Kang and all the ninjas and all of that. And then I I swear to God, I just fucking pissed myself because Sub-Zero just flies in like fucking Superman out of nowhere. Like on... <laughs> just ridiculous. Like if you're going to do wire work, Sub-Zero's not your character to be doing the wire work with, is he? Fucking hell. Give that to Sonja or somebody later on, or like Cage when he does his shadow kick earlier. But... It's not just that he's on a wire, it's the fact that he has to fly in like Superman with a literal Superman punch yeah. and make his entrance. Um, and then, because Sub-Zero's there, of course, Scorpion has to fucking show up as well. Fuck knows why. He died in the first film. I know he's like some spirit of vengeance or whatever. Mm. So, And in fact, Sub-Zero died in the first film as well, but at least they explain that because, no, yeah, he didn't die. It was his brother. Yeah, um, that's fine. I mean, no. that is actually a thing. needs to be in a different colour. Yeah, that is a <coughs> thing in Mortal Kombat lore. There, there are, there is, uh, which way does it work? Sub-Zero's got a brother, I think. Is it Noob Cybot is his brother, maybe? Or maybe, I don't know. Well, oh, yeah. He has got a brother anyway. So, so there is a thing, right? And there is a thing where later on the brother does become Sub-Zero as well. So, so that is a thing. But, like, come on, just why is he here? We don't fucking need him here. You've recast him as well. So, because mm. this guy is in Mortal Kombat 1, but he doesn't play Sub-Zero. So, right. why didn't you just get the guy that played Sub-Zero? Yeah, like, I, I fuck knows. Whatever. Um, but... <laughs> It's the best fight so far, but that isn't really saying a lot. And it adds absolutely nothing to the story other than, Mm -hmm. like, there are clearly some suits sat in a fucking office somewhere going, but this is Mortal Kombat. You've got to have Sub-Zero and Scorpion in it. Well, that's it. No, they add nothing to the story. There's no point in being there. At this point, you can introduce introduce a whole host of new characters from later later games. So at this point, I think Mortal Kombat 2 is out. Mm -hmm. Possibly 3 is in development. So, Um, you you know... you want to use that point to say to jump off into those, not rehash the fucking first ones again. Well, I mean, they do that as well. To be fair, like the fucking amount of characters that they just throw in this yeah. is bonkers. There's about seven million barakas in it at the end. There's not just one; they're coming from fucking everywhere. Um, and we'll get onto them when when that point comes as well. Um, so there's that there's that fucking fight which. And the problem with that is it is quite similar to the Cage and Scorpion fight from the first one because they're on the bridge and stuff. All right, it's an ice bridge, but they're fighting across the platforms. It's nowhere near as good. Like that fight in the first film is one of the most metal things I've ever fucking seen. Like it starts in a forest and ends in hell. And they literally set shields on fire and cut people's heads off with them. It's metal as fuck. And this is just like two dudes in a mask slapping each other a bit. Like it, yeah. it ain't the same. Like it's nowhere near the same. Um, also, really, it, like I'm always okay with practical effects, right? But the the cut from the digital glacier to the practical glacier when he's walking on it, <laughs> and it starts to fall. It looks like something out of Gladiators. That fucking platform is yes. clearly lightweight. <laughs> like it looks fucking terrible. 
um like one or the other here guys which are you doing you know um so okay that's whatever um and then we cut to sonia because like apparently we've spent our allotted five minutes with Liu kang now so we need to jump over because we haven't seen any new characters for all of five minutes so we have to introduce some stuff um so sonja is going to find jacks who is being experimented on to add his prosthetic arms, although it seems voluntarily so, because he yes, seems quite happy with them. Yes, yeah, so he, he's done it to enhance himself. So why the fuck does Sonja need to break him out then? Did I miss that? Because I don't know, because then you had the, and you had the whole thing with the restraints are all digital, so you know he's locked in with some sort of fucking maglock. Yeah, and she has to but crack he can just it. break through it. Yeah, I, I, but yes. all of this why? is voluntary. So yeah, what, but they're not even proper prosthetic arms. It's not like we're talking Winter Soldier. They're they're casings over his actual arms. Yeah, that I I couldn't understand that when it happened later on, and he breaks out of them. No. I'm like, because that's not what it's supposed to be either. Like in the game, they are no. actual robotic prosthetic yes. arms, like Winter Soldier shit. Yeah, these are just basically yeah, they gloves, aren't Fucking they? Gloves, yeah. Fucking gloves, right? Yeah. Um, so but this, but with mitts and like attachments that, behind his shoulder. Yeah. So he yeah. doesn't lose one. So like on the fucking toys, you just push the button and they fall off. But I mean. <laughs> The whole thing with that, I, f- I thought was very strange anyway, and I'm going to have to jump ahead to come back to this, but the whole thing with the arms, I say, it, it appears entirely voluntary. It's not as if he's been kidnapped and fucking experimented. It's not as if he's lost his arms on an accident and they fucking put him back together, fucking Lee Major style. They've actually gone, right, okay, I'm going to put these fucking arms on, except they're not arms, they're just big fucking shields. But on top of that, this whole thing, the whole thing of what they are, he doesn't know how to use them, which is fine, because he needs to grow into that. I mean, there are arms you just of, punch. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, if they, if, they, if, if they were robotic or anything else, then he'd have to, he'd have to adapt to, yeah. to, to learn how to control the things. Like that. But then, in order for that to pay off, they need to malfunction. He needs to fail using them. Yes. For the, for then the, the, the bit where, so where, where he does rip them off later on, he reveals he's still got his fucking arms. For in order for that to be a thing, he needs to fail using the enhancement so that it means something when he when he reverts back to himself. You know, and you know, I think uh, Sanji makes this whole comment, but oh, you got your confidence back. Yeah, no, my fucking arms fell off. Jack, useless. He's absolutely pointless. Jacks, considering he was probably written in after Cage decided he didn't want to come back. Right, hmm. Jax has the only arc in this entire film. Like, at least Jax yeah. has this thing about, actually, he's, he's having a crisis of confidence, so he's had these giant fucking arms put on. But, of course... Okay, the... where's that crisis of confidence come from? Well, it, who fucking knows? <laughs> like, I, but there's, a, it... there's enough there, at least, that we could go, okay, we kind of get it. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's had this crisis of confidence, and... Cause it, like, we don't see why, but Sonya gives it to us, doesn't she? She does say, like, you know... You you know you haven't you've lost your mojo whatever the words are she's just like why have you got why are you doing this to yourself like you yeah. know you're good in a fighter and to his credit like I've got to be honest we said Brian Thompson's very very good um and probably the best thing in the film but right behind him I think Jax is the only other character yes. I give a flying fuck about like this yeah. at least this is a good performance like it's a bad film like, but he's charismatic did, yeah because my note is basically by about the time I got to the halfway point I was like. The only bits that I'm kind of enjoying are Sonya and Jax, but yeah. that's because of Jax. Uh-huh. But at least the two of them, when they banter, like you actually feel like they know each other and his delivery is so good, it lifts hers. Definitely. He was clearly meant to be Cage and then Cage wasn't coming back. So yeah. like, right, who can we have from the new game? Uh, we'll throw Jax in then. That's fine. And there's an existing relationship with Sonja there. So it's, it's absolutely fine. Um, but yeah, they... He's fucking great. Like he's he's way 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 too good for this film. Um, mm-hmm. 
So she busts him out for no fucking apparent reason. Um, and then Cyrax shows up for no good apparent reason other than it's time for another new character and another fight. And we've just seen smoke, so we may as well throw Cyrax in right away because probably same suit and we've just sprayed it yellow after we finished with smoke, innit? Yeah, like, absolutely. <laughs> you know, probably what's happened. Yeah. Um, now, look, here's the thing. Like, this is a bad action sequence, right? It's a bad mm-hmm. action sequence. There's bad CGI, badly shot, badly choreographed. There are entirely too many close-ups and cuts, all right? It's a yeah. bad action sequence. It's not even a passable fight sequence because these sections now, wherever you've got Jackson and they seem to have just flushed the martial arts thing down the toilet. They're just like, oh, let's make a fucking action movie instead. Yeah. Like, Luke Han can do all the chops hockey, and these guys can do all, like, guns and fighting and shit. And like, but that's not what we're here for. That is not yeah. the film you're advertising. And if you are going to do that, then at least make sure it's good. Because this is not a good action sequence. It's a fucking terrible one. Yeah. And, you know, to its... I don't know if I should be defending Paul W.S. Anderson at all. Um, yeah, fuck it. Like, there's one thing he can do. It's action sequences. Like, he's, he was yep. the Zack Snyder of his day. Do you know what I mean? Like, if there's one thing that guy can do, he knows like he knows his way around a fucking lens. He can shoot a good action sequence. He knows what looks good. Can't fucking tell a story to save his fucking life, right? Didn't need to in the first Mortal Kombat. It just needed to look good, and that's what he accomplished, mm-hmm. you know? But this is just fucking abysmal. This is just... It's not even TV level action. This is it. It's fucking oh, dreadful. Chris, no, I, I, Chris, again, don't hold back. But again, as I said, it's bargain basement Power Rangers. Yes. It's what, it's what can we what can we show without without actually doing anything? Fuck all. Oh, that doesn't matter. Just get on with it. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I will say uh, for this sequence is I like the nice creative way they worked in a couple of Sanjas moves from the game. And specifically the way they work in a finisher. Because they couldn't accomplish that really in the first film. Because a finisher is a bit bonkers because she blows a kiss and immolates people. But here, they're in a lab. There's flammables everywhere. We can do this. So she could do the kiss of death. They worked that in quite well. I was quite impressed with that. Um, My next note is literally, I've just written a bullet point and just written, what the fuck is happening? Um, I I just, I just, (laughs) there are so many characters that could relate to anything. I know. But yeah, like... There were just so many characters. I don't know what any of them want. I don't know what we're doing. But apparently now Sindel is both a queen and a general. And it's then... got some real fucking Elvira vibe going on as well. Yeah, three oh, guys God, are yeah. dead who we don't even fucking... They just throw out three random characters from the game. And she goes like, yeah, fuck them up. They're dead. Like, what? <laughs> eh? What? Why? Why are we in a war room? What's happening? Haven't you already done the invasion? Aren't you just fucking basically you've given an ultimatum and just said like, isn't it? We've got like a week or something stupid like that or six days or whatever. Six days. What the fuck do you need to do anything for? Why do you need a general? You kind of won. And like you've you've gone there. Big show of force. Being but the like, thing is, they don't, come it's, again. It's me. not even they need to do the fucking invasion because they're just merging worlds. And yeah. as they merge, all the fucking humanity just dies. Exactly. Like all of. So there's no fucking invasion involved. They don't have to do anything. No. We have to do everything. Like Liu Kang has but to again, come it, to him. And if yeah. this is the thing, right? If they can just do that, why the fuck do they bother with a tournament every thousand years or whatever it is? Just fucking do that. Well, yeah, this oh, is sorry, what I'm my, fi- my finger slipped on the button. Sorry, we're all merging now. Sorry. This w- this was my problem from the opening. I'm just like you've completely devalued the first film here. Like it makes no sense whatsoever. 
Um, yeah, if you can do this at any time, and they don't, he doesn't physically have to do anything. Yeah, yeah. Why, why don't you just fucking do it? Yeah, and they even say at this point, the tournament had rules. This time, anything goes. Right, fine. So what, what's what's the point then? We, like, forget yeah. it. Let's just all go home. Like, yes, forget about it. Is it like? Is it like they break up the kendo sticks now? The fucking steel chairs. I mean, it, I mean, it, well, it does get a bit fucking WWE very shortly, doesn't it? But you know. Oh God. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, it gets a bit, it gets a bit much. Um, so they have the, yeah, they have this fucking. I swear to God, this war room scene exists purely so they can show off some more characters. They just like, yeah. oh, right, we, well, we showed you Sindel at the start, but here she is properly, and like, what's the fucking female Goro? I keep forgetting the name. Um, Shiva. Yes, Shiva. They're like, here's Shiva as well, and they're like, here's all these characters. We have got them. And the fucking red version of Scorpion and Sub Zero's name, I can't remember. Yeah. Um, is that Noob Cybot? I'm not sure. I think that might be Noob Cybot. Um, there's so many fucking colours of them. Like, who, who fucking... But anyway, they all fucking show up. Um, they have they have this fucking conflab. Um, apparently Shiva's going to be, like, the queen. Oh, 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 and she's also Katana's mother, which we forgot to mention back at the start, even though they're literally about fucking... Five years apart. Yeah, if, if that. that. Yeah. <laughs> if that. Yeah. But he, I, I think I probably missed this at the start, or maybe I didn't, and they just didn't explain it at all, but it's implied at the end that she used to maybe be dead, and, like, she's been reincarnated but with an evil yeah. soul yeah. or some something like that shit. yeah I, it really wasn't explained very well i don't think it was explained yeah, at all when, and when when she turned up in the first place obviously that you know that that should be your big shock reveal and katana's like oh i thought you were dead i oh. mean katana's not great at emoting anyway no that's true no shit i tell you what <laughs> she is not her strength tell you what she is really fucking good at she is really Head, fucking good at being captured, dangling above war yes. rooms out of shot yes. and listening to the big evil plan so she can give it all over an exposition later on. She's really yes. good at I that. Was, I was like, do you know what? This is an excellent use of this actress because it requires her to deliver no dialogue and she just has to sit there and look sulky. She can handle that. <laughs> <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Absolutely, <laughs> it feels like she's literally there because she was just on set that day. <laughs> just like, can we do anything? I can make some teas. <laughs> Sit over there, love. Yeah. yeah so, oh, should we? I'm going to you to do today, um, but you're here now, so we're not pay you anyway. Tell you what, yeah, she's going to sit over there. It's this big fucking empty cage. Don't know why it's there. Fucking production designer went bonkers. Uh, it's big fucking cage. Have a, have a climb in the cage. Chill out. Have a sit down. Maybe we'll do some cutaways. Yeah. You never know. Might need to use them. <laughs> fucking madness <laughs> absolute yeah. fucking madness um so <laughs> raiden then tells Liu kang that in order uh. to beat shokan he has to no it's not raiden it's fucking no, it's night, nightwolf fucking or whatever nightwolf. his name is yeah oh who's yeah n- the 90s vision quest yeah who's not <laughs> offensive at all bear no. in mind <laughs> bear in mind like they do pretty well in the first film, right? There's a lot of there's a lot of Eastern characters in that first film, and they do reasonably well to not horrendously stereotype them. I mean, yeah, Kang's a little bit Bruce Lee and stuff, but they don't, you know, they don't really heavily. But tread it's because on they're Eastern. actual characters, right? Yeah. This time they turn him into a fucking dragon, and <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> and in terms of representation, like Nightwolf is just like. I mean, fuck me, he may as well have a peace <coughs> pipe. Like, he's yeah. ridiculous. He's walked straight yeah, out well to Peter fe- Pan, for fuck's sake. I was oh, say, that's he might, as well, might as well have a fucking feather sticking out of the back of his hat and walk him and say, how? Yeah. 
like have you seen the sorry i know this might seem a little bit off topic but it really wasn't because this is my actual note it's the fight scene with nightwolf it's like finland's eurovision entry <laughs> it is shot like finland's eurovision entry is shot the exact same fucking way and it looks so much better that's our level that we've descended to yeah it really is i love eurovision but not as an action film no <laughs> no um, at least, but the thing is, at least Eurovision has structure because it's yeah. a fucking contest, just like it's the got first fucking one rules as well, yeah. Chris. Just it's like got the first rules. one, which imposes a structure <laughs> on all of this bullshit. That's the genius of the fucking first one. Yes, it's just like this. It's still a collection of fights strung together, but all of the characters have a reason to be there, and this tournament imposes structure. There is something they have to work towards. There's none of that here. They're all just running around kicking each other in the shins. Like, you may as well go yeah. and film a playground anywhere in Britain, because this is <laughs> what you'll see. Right? Which listeners I don't recommend, because the parents don't like that, neither yeah, the schools. Yeah, probably not a good idea. Um, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, if you are going to do that, at least wear a shell suit, double down. You'll get the best chase of your life, I promise you. <laughs> the t-shirt that says nonce. <laughs> no, one that says, I'm not a nonce, honest. Yeah, honestly, go. Uh, <laughs> okay, so Nightwolf tells him, to, pa- to beat Shokan, he must pass three tests. Why? Yeah. Anybody? Anybody? Runtime. Runtime? Yeah, possibly. Like, it's no... At least in the first one, there was the whole thing about to beat Shang Tsung, like he had to control his anger because he wanted revenge because Shang Tsung beat his brother and he was he was fighting with rage and it was no good. So he had to he had to discipline himself and he had to look within and he had to grow. But he's done all of that. So now suddenly go, yeah, but now you've got to do these three fucking totally random vision quests just because you were stupid enough to come back and we need something for you to do, pal. Um, So here you go. Um. Why don't you learn how to turn into a fucking dragon? Don't know why. Bestiality is going to be important because it's the new thing in the game. So let's learn to turn you into a dragon. Why not? Look, I can, I'm a werewolf. You can be a were-dragon. Do it. Um, so he has to pass these three fucking tests. Um, now, I, I, I don't know. Like, What are the tests even? Because I, I couldn't work out what they're meant to represent. Like he just says there's three tests and the goal one at the of them end is... I think was don't bang the woman in the bikini. Well that that was clearly one of them. Yeah, temptation, isn't it? Like don't but, but then yeah. like there's this whole thing where she shows up and then she's an ally, but then she's not instantly, but then she is. Mm. But then she's not. But then I, I don't... what a fucking mess this film is. I don't know what the hell is going on. Um surely there's only one test and that's beat Shokan. That's that's it, isn't it? Yeah. Like that's the yep. test, right? Yeah. Yep. So what 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 do we need this other shit for? Especially because like these three tests all happen right here immediately. He doesn't have to quest yeah. for them. It's not no, like there's no work involved. No, it's not like this is the end of Act One and now he has to like go on this journey and and like you can make the quests then your narrative arc. Like you're use a perfect yeah. opportunity for you to give him an arc and for him to grow and to learn something. Yeah. Nope. And at which point along the way he can, the other the other story, the other characters can can come back into the fold and you have you have them linking in as well so you have this thing where it brings everything back together not just to randomly fucking run into each other in the desert yeah and i mean actually all of these like his three tests again they don't really explain what the tests are 
But you could knit our other two leads into that as well then, because as he's learning things and they come back together, Jax can then pick up off him that actually, well, he's mastered himself here. And so if he doesn't need big robotic arms, then neither do I. And, and Sonya can be like, well, he mastered, you know, control of his emotions after his brother got killed. So I don't need to worry about Johnny and I can master this as well. And they can learn off him and he can be this leader, yeah. which he's supposed to be, this mentor figure that leads them all into battle but he doesn't get any of that because all three tests happen immediately one of them is a prolonged sequence with a yeah with a chick in a bikini basically for no fucking good reason whatsoever another one is like some dodgy cgi while he kind of half turns into a dragon fucking drag if you will um and i i don't even know what the fucking third one is i've forgotten already um no idea but it was the, the whole the whole three testing completely washed over me i gotta be honest yeah but if there is a flashback at this point where he starts his vision quest there is a bit of a flashback they flash back to um shang Tsung from the first film giving it all yeah. your soul is mine and all that and every time they flash back they did at the start as well and do in the middle and every time they flash back I just feel like this little wistful pang of longing for the first film. I'm just like, even in these like two or three second clips, look how much better this is. Look how much better performed it is. Look how much better shot it is. Look how much better lit it is. Everything is just better. Why don't I just turn this off and watch the first one? And yet I didn't. I soldiered on. Um. So yeah, random chick shows up in the snow, mind you, in a bikini as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And then strips off, like, what? as if you weren't cold enough to begin with. You're in the fucking snow, love. Put some clothes on, for fuck's sake. (laughs) Because, like, she's in his fucking head, right? This is like a vision quest type thing. I mean, it turns out she's not, but we don't know whether she is. So she could literally wear fucking anything. Why would you choose to show up in a bikini? What the fuck? It's cheaper than a chicken suit. What the fuck? Like, and, and especially when you're going there knowing you're going to fight, surely you show up in some sort of fucking, I don't know, combat armor or some shit. You don't show up in a fucking At least bikini. shoes. At least put some shoes on. Yeah. Right? Yeah? Like, yeah. stupid. She just shows up in the fucking snow. Um, and, and, and she gets all existential on him as well. They have a fight for a bit and then she starts dropping fucking wisdom on him. It's like, oh, this is, this is too much. This is way too much. Um... I, I mean, you know, shows up in a bikini, drops knowledge on him. I'm sure this is going to end well, isn't it? You know, it's not like she's a fucking trap in any way, shape, or form, is it? No, of course not. No, oh, no, absolutely no, no, not. No. Um, and, then, and then I've just written, because this whole scene goes nowhere, and I've written, wait, was that the fucking test? And apparently it was. Um, we cut back to the war room and find that Katana has been sitting in the cage all along during that earlier scene, <laughs> as we were saying. <laughs> Don't know why. She's just chilling, just having a jolly old time in her cage. Um, I mean, yeah, who knows why she's there. Um, but then, I mean, that scene doesn't even go anywhere. It's just her chilling in the cage, and then and then she gets out. Um, and then we cut back to Sonja and Jax, who are now inexplicably in the middle of a fucking desert somewhere for reasons, yeah. because they've got to reunite. A wet desert. A wet desert, because they've got to reunite soon with Liu Kang. So we may as well yeah. get yeah. everybody together. We haven't explained how or why they've all ended up in the same place. They just luckily have well they they kind of hand wave the whole fact that they've gone from being in a lab in, I don't know, in some sort of urban environment to being in the desert by the fact that no everything's merging and everything's now different okay well what the fuck does that mean and then all of a sudden you get the fucking golden gate bridge appearing in paris and shit like that well, well why is this no we, there's no attempt to tell us what the fuck is going on see here's the thing with hand waving like i i will hand wave a lot i really will i will hand wave a lot as long as you're entertaining me that's the thing mm. 
I have done some of the biggest hand-waving I've ever had to do in my life this weekend. I went to see Guardians of the Galaxy 3 this weekend, and the hand-waving required in the final moments of that film is disgraceful. But I had a jolly good time with it. So I was just like, yeah, fine, whatever. I will completely ignore the one question I've been mentally asking the whole time and wanted to scream at this fucking screen that makes no sense. I will ignore it because I've otherwise enjoyed this film. Um, and that's a huge bit of hand waving, much bigger than what's required here. But I won't hand wave this because I'm fucking bored and I don't mm. understand what's happening. So, yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not going along for this ride with you. This this is the point where I started to think, because I've, I've seen the first film, admittedly, been quite a few years because I haven't watched it as many times as you have, Chris. So I think I just watched it the one time when it came out, enjoyed it, thought, oh, that was solid. Yeah, but by this stage, I feel like I'm watching like, and you haven't seen this, so you won't get the reference. But Supernatural, when they did their finales, you would have like a sort of a five minute sort of like cut scene of like the story so far, which was just like little snip, like like snippets of like everything that sort of happened plot wise that led you up to the point of where the story is going to start for the finale. And I felt like I was watching something where there'd been three previous seasons. And a whole bunch of shit going down that these random scenes were meant to sort of like jog my memory for. And I had no fucking clue how any of it tied together, what anyone's motivations were, why anyone was doing anything, what the fucking point was of anything. And I was just like, and the bits that they've chosen aren't even the good bits. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you may be on to something there slightly. I definitely think this is a bit of a Frankenstein script. Knowing it was terrible to start with, so terrible that almost all of the actors from the first one passed like and just incidentally to go on a quick like detour here how fucking delusional do you have to be as a fucking production executive right to be sat around going hang on everybody's passed on this yeah it's fine don't worry about it it's mortal combat it'll be all right how fucking deluded do you have to be when your entire cast pretty much go, no thanks, mate, Like, and you still steam ahead? It's, it's when you find out, and I don't know if this is true or not, but like, just imagine for a second that the person that they approached to direct it was Uwe Boll, and he turned it down as well, because like... <laughs> I mean, fuck, man. I could believe that. Yeah, fuck, man. <laughs> I mean... It, it, Part of the issue as well, like, obviously, they didn't get Paul W.S. Anderson back because the first one was so successful. Like, he's on to better things. Like, he's doing Event Horizon at this point. Like, you know, yeah. and, and he's he's moving on to Resident Evil and stuff as well. Like, he's not fucking looking back at this fucking pile of shit. Now, maybe if the script was good enough, maybe he would have. Um, but and mind you, the, this, the guy that directed this, and I haven't seen these films at all, but he went on to be the guy that does all the fucking Annabelle films and they've made serious bank, haven't they? So, yeah. you know, I mean, he sure. was in movie jail for really? fucking years after this, but yeah, I'm sure it was Annabelle. It was one of those fucking recent... He did The Conjuring, Insidious 2, Annabelle, um... Yeah, he's done quite a few. There you go. I haven't seen oh, any cool. of them, but there you go. So, you know... Well, learn from his mistakes. But he also did The Butterfly Effect too, so, you know... Oh, well. Uh, I mean, you know, maybe he's your bad sequel guy. Um, so, bad sequel to an original film which <coughs> actually shouldn't have been good, but is. Because Butterfly Effect's pretty good, to be fair. Shouldn't have been, yeah. but is. I've not, seen, I've not seen the second one. The first one's... Neither uh, have I, but the first one's... First pretty, one's passable. Yeah, it's pretty decent. Just like Mortal Kombat. Um, 
So, yeah, they, they randomly in this fucking desert. I think you're right, Helen. I think this is a Frankenstein script. And I think they don't... Yeah, they, they've got no sympathy, if you can't remember the first one whatsoever. They don't bring you up to speed, which would have been very easy to do. They got that voiceover at the start. They could have just handled that better. They got a front-loader exposition. Or they could have, if it was more intelligently written, they could have just wove it into the narrative. But the big problem is not only do you not understand everything that's gone before, you don't understand what's happening now because there's no actual story now. It wouldn't be so bad yeah. if, you know, you jumped in halfway through something, if you could at least follow the current story, you know, like you don't have to know everything that's gone before. But this is, yeah, because this is the point is you're halfway through the film pretty much at this stage and you still haven't got to the beginning of the episode. You're still in the, the catch up snippet yeah. territory. Yeah. So you're still not getting the actual, right. And so this is where the narrative is going because we brought you up to speed. You're still in the whole, and this is happening and this is happening and this is happening and this is happening. And oh, look, Sonia and the girl are like having a mud wrestle in the, in the desert, which has all of a sudden gotten really wet and muddy I mean... for some reason. But it's fine because she'll have a shower before she turns up next time you see her. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, this, this, is my, this is my biggest problem with the film is that when you have two chicks mud wrestling and you're still bored, something is wrong. Mm. Yeah. I've written, the same thing. Is broken. I've written the same thing. I've written the same thing. But just before that, I've written, yep, let's let the chicks fight in the mud because, of course, it's that film. Um, <laughs> yeah. Now, there is an element of this that annoyed me in the first one. Um, not so much objectification, but there is a point where Sonja's character in the first one just flips from being a complete badass Linda Hamilton type to being a damsel in distress purely for narrative reasons and it really annoyed yeah. me and they changed the whole outfit at the time as well and they give a big 80s hair and just make her look like a more traditional female lead whereas before that she's like firing shotguns and kicking people in the nuts and just generally being yeah. really fucking badass um and, and this is kind of that for this film she's not yeah. brilliant in this film anyway compared to how she is in the first one because again different energy um but this is just abysmal in it this is just it's really really bad um yeah but yeah, there's a mud fight for no other reason than they just wanted yeah. to like at this point yeah just go and watch wrestling like if you want this yeah. you don't have to buy a fucking movie ticket go turn sky on and watch wrestling instead like and to be fair that's better it's better storytelling yeah. and it's better fucking choreographed so just watch yeah, that absolutely. instead you'll have a better time um, and the, the whole agreed. thing was that. I mean, so you you get that fight, and then at the end of it, Jack says, "Oh, you look good in mud." And they have this you know, this little sort of flirty moment, and then literally five seconds later, you see her, and it's like she's been through a fucking washing machine. Yeah, it's it's real <laughs> fucking bad. It's not explained at all. But even with all of that, it still gets worse because then we have the fucking horrendous, and I mean horrendous CGI monster show up. I mean, we've had some bad yeah. CG already, yeah, but what the fuck was this that? fucking thing, like, <laughs> I mean, look, if you can't afford it or you don't have the talent to do it, just don't do it. The film, yeah. it, it, like, this doesn't do add. Bring your kid to work, Dave, for the special effects department <laughs> and one of them had the plasticine. No, I thought you were going to say for the special ed class. <laughs> Honestly, if they'd have done it with plasticine, like, if it had been a physical effect... I yeah. would have been fine. Yeah. If it looks like fucking brain dead or something like that, you'll accept it. But here's the fucking mad yeah. thing, right? They've they've gone and done this in CGI, but yet they've got characters like Motaro, who they haven't used, who's the big centaur guy. Yeah. Why isn't this Motaro? Just have him there. Like, you've got the practical yeah. effect there. He looks pretty good, to be fair. Like, same as Goro and, in and the, the first super... one. You know, they, yeah. they can do the, the practical thing... effects. 
by having so many characters, the problem they have is that they don't know what to do with them all. So rather than thinking, right, okay, well, we don't want to put Matara in here because actually we're going to get rid of it pretty quickly. So rather than thinking, right, well, we'll adapt the script and shoot something where actually we'll make him useful and we'll, no, we can enhance the other characters as well. No, we'll just leave him in the fucking war room and we'll have this random fucking CG I'd go for or whatever the fuck it's supposed to be. But yet, you know, you say that, they, they off Shiva almost immediately. Like, yeah. she comes in, she, she has that fight, she's gone. They kind of do with Goro in the first one as well. Like, he has this sequence mm. where he just obliterates everyone, but the fight between him and Johnny when it comes is very, very quick. And it's clearly because yeah. you can't really fight that thing because that, he's, yeah. he's a fucking puppet, right? And it's going to be the same thing with Matara. You can't really fight him because he's a fucking dude yeah. in a fucking pantomime horse. But but it's the thing with Goro in the first one was that he was used in such a way that there was a presence. Yes. So when you actually saw him get into a fight, yeah, you know, he was a menacing presence. Then he ripped the living fuck out of everything in front of him. So the time he got to that fight with Cage, yes. it meant something. Yes. Was no at no point did anybody in this film represent a fucking threat. No, mm-hmm. there is a complete lack of threat, and it's because the stakes are raised so high immediately. Yeah, they're so impossibly high, and then we 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 spend the entire film waiting for people to actually live up to them. Yeah, and it's because we don't actually understand what these people need to do to live up to them, other than randomly you must pass three tests, which we made up on the spot. Um, yeah. which but then don't they don't. Anything. But then they. But then the the tests never really come no. because. They don't amount to like, anything. You you have the vision quest, but everybody else just basically fucks off somebody up somewhere else, wanders around, has a bit of a sulk in the desert, kicks a few stones around, and then they all meet each other up. And they're just like, why have you traded in this one chick for the other one? Oh, fuck. Um, yeah, I'm going to get onto that conversation. Um, just before we get there, we cut back to Raiden, who is the only one with any semblance of story. Which is why yeah. it's even fucking... Well, him and Jax, I guess. Which is why it's even worse when Raiden's story pans out the way it does and why that's a bit that annoyed me so much. But um, So Raiden, as an Elder God, walks into the temple to talk to the other like Elder Gods, the Elementals. And, um, you know, being Jesus, as he essentially is here, he first walks on water, talks to a burning idol, and then sacrifices himself for mankind. Not heavy-handed at all. Uh, not no. in the slightest, but it's all fine because then he emerges looking like Sting. Basically, he transforms into <laughs> Sting. He gets himself a nice little haircut, um, <laughs> wears some nice tight trousers, <clears throat> and cuts his fucking sleeves off. He literally, yeah. like, just give him a base at that point. And there is a point later on. I can't remember where it is. Um, it's in my notes. I'll bring it up when we get there. But yeah, the the Sting transformation is complete later on as well towards the end. Um, so yeah, it's, it, but I, I've actually written in my notes. Oh my god, it's fucking Sting! Oh no, it's just Raiden. He's apparently down with the kids now. Um, but he <laughs> he shows up to break up the fight between Katana and uh, what's the other woman? What's what's her fucking name? Jade, isn't it? Is it Jade? Jade. Yeah. yeah. So he he basically shows up to to break up this fight between the two of them because this, this fucking oh my god the just Sonya immediately turning on her as well. Uh, it's not Katana, sorry. Sonya and, and Jade is fighting. And Sonya turned her immediately. Like, you left Katana and picked up her. What? Like, because... Because in the 90s, women have to hate all the other women the thing, characters. That's exactly what I've written, yeah, Helen, because yeah, obviously women all so hate each other. so fucking 90s. Obviously. Like, yeah. you can't have female solidarity. It doesn't exist. Like, we're, we're lucky that Katana and Son- Sonya are kind of okay with each other. Yeah, I mean, I've actually written here... Hang on, hang on. It's been a long time since I've done this. Wait a minute. I need, I need to go get the laughing hat. 
Okay, you ready? Because there's a joke. There's a joke. Got the laughing hat on. So she says, you left Katana and picked up her. Ha ha. See, get it? Because women are all really petty and jealous. It's hilarious. It's, it's yeah, fucking it, hilarious. I have never felt so seen on behalf of my gender. Right. See, I knew you were all bitches. Yeah. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> so Sting comes out and breaks it up. Um, and then, oh, yeah. Then <laughs> somebody actually called... <laughs> Calls him out. Who does this dude thinks he is? Moses part in the Red Sea. Oof, burn from Jacks there. Just <laughs> like really the most street fucking insult you will ever hear. Burn, yeah, yeah. like clearly, yeah. like brutal. These writers, like, Mortal Kombat. Like, and again, vicious. what's annoying about this, right? And, and I, I get this is probably. I haven't checked on the writers actually. But this is probably a different team to the to the first Mortal Kombat, I right? But believe this. What's annoying about this is bet. the first one had things like this is where you fall down which is this beautiful line that gets sewn in all the way from a throwaway gag at the front with Johnny Cage and works all the way through to his fight with Goro where they're fighting on a cliff and he punches him in the nuts, looks him in the eye and says, this is where you fall down. And that's clever and that's funny when it comes. And you go from that to this is Moses' part in the Red Sea and that's the quality of writing in this. It's fucking atrocious. Um, yeah, so the guy who wrote the first one didn't come back for the second one. The, one, the guy who wrote the second one, his, uh, his hits include the 2007 Hallmark se- uh, miniseries Pandemic, uh, the pirate adventure Blackbeard, also on Hallmark, and the 2000 NBC version of the Poseidon Adventure. Okay. Fucking classics all. Yeah, so, I mean, that explains the um, rather lukewarm scold rather than boon of Moses part yeah. of the Red Sea then. <laughs> um, then... Apparently, there's going to be a fight with Sindel. We don't see it. Happens entirely no. off camera. They go through to the next dimension. Mm-hmm. They're all there. Raiden does some fucking fight with a bunch of ninjas. And then we cut back and Sindel's just unconscious. And it's just, Jade's taken her out. It's just happened. Like, yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, now, of course, it'll come to pass later that this is all part of an elaborate double cross. But this is not acceptable. <laughs> like, this is just <laughs> not acceptable at all and like this this quick succession of things i think is what start this is what finished me off the first time this film has been bad all the way through same as it has this time right i haven't enjoyed a minute of it but in the last 10 minutes we've gone from everybody randomly we've gone from first of all we've gone to the mud wrestling right which admittedly probably 17 year old chris didn't give a fuck about right but there's the mud wrestling the bad cgi everybody randomly meeting up in the desert for sexist chat raiden turns into sting and i've never liked sting and the fucking police anyway so that didn't help uh, he may as well have been bono right that's the only way this gets any fucking worse uh, then we go to the next dimension there's a really bad fight with a bunch of ninjas sindel shows up and just gets taken out instantly i'm like what the fuck are you doing I think this of- was probably the point where i was ready to call it a day I was as well. I, I was I was teetering on the edge is what I'm saying, Mark. I remember first time I was teetering on the edge here. And this time, like, I knew I had to power through. And somehow, because I'd already... Because I kind of know that I'd already walked out of this film once, I kind of felt a little bit cocky about it. I was just like, yeah, fuck you. You didn't beat me the first time. So I'm going to go all the way through there. Like, fuck you. Like, I don't <laughs> care. You're only technically getting 15 minutes of my time here because I've seen all this other stuff before. So fuck you. So I stayed with it. Um, 
but yeah like i i can like i could kind of dial back and i could see the thought process of younger chris being like yeah this is terrible and i was fucking seething i was absolutely seething at this point um so yeah right so then shokan shows back up like he, he just randomly pops in doesn't he he doesn't add anything i don't yeah. know why like there's never any fucking exposition even when he shows up he's just there to re- i'm sure it's just to remind us that he's there and he's the main threat um yeah but he's when he shows up this time though to be fair there is at least an element of performance from from brian thompson that's really good because he's either very excited or he's got the eiffel tower in his pocket i can't work out which it is <laughs> <laughs> but he shows well, up. Maybe it's maybe it's maybe it's part of the merger. You know, he he was uh, embodying Ron Jeremy. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, and then, but then, is he still alive? Ron Jeremy? Yeah. No, he died a long time ago. Did his heart give out? Was it his heart? I think so. Wouldn't swear by it. Pretty sure he died of a I, heart attack. I don't know. Random sidebar. I, you Google yeah. that while we. <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure he's dead sorry if you're not ron jeremy um yeah. you, but then so, so there's that that amused me for a minute because the eiffel like the, you might as well have just put insert knob gag here with the eiffel tower just literally coming up from just under his legs like, it's fucking terrible but then we cut back to our heroes who've just had this big fight that we didn't see and they're just kicking around now in in the fucking other dimension they, they're not as far as we know, they're not going anywhere. They're not doing anything. We don't. There's no sense of urgency. What is their actual fucking plan? Like, what are they here to accomplish? What do they need to do? I don't understand any of it. They seem to just be here to randomly kick things I, yeah. and look cool, and that's that's it. And you know, they don't really manage to do either of those effectively, do they? Um, no, so, not at all. You know, yeah, fucking hell. Yeah. Incidentally, Ron Jeremy died in 2018. There you go. Yeah. Ah, see, I knew it. Yeah. Oh. There you go. Uh, I know my porn stars. Uh, <laughs> I tend to focus on the women. Gotta be honest. Yeah, look, talent's talent. You know. <laughs> <laughs> He's the everyman. Come on, he gives us all hope, right? <laughs> so they don't really accomplish anything but they do manage somehow to stumble onto katana like they just stumble in and she does manage to alert them that it's a trap leave no shit akbar really you're dangling in a cage above a fucking war table it's a trap no shit there's no other doors in this room i would never have guessed fuck me really and it, just when you think it can't get any worse, like the fuck, all the barackers show up. Like all of a sudden, they've all got these cloaks on as though it's going to be some big reveal. They pull these cloaks off and it's Baraka. Now, where the fuck did they get these Baraka costumes? Because it looks like they bought them in fucking Smithies on Saturday afternoon before they went out <laughs> on a stag do. Like they're that bad. Like it looks like a fucking plastic Freddy Krueger mask that you get for like two ninety nine down the market. It's fucking terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Random bit of trivia that I do know about this film. They approached Sylvester Stallone for this part. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're oh, confident. Man. For this part that lasts about 30 seconds in the worst costume you've ever seen. Like, absolutely. That's that, That's how they justified the raising budget. That, that was purely going to go straight to Sylvester. Yep. Yep. Totally. So Baraka shows up. There's a bit of a fucking fight with Baraka. And then Shiva rocks up and is just like so easy to fucking kill. It's unbelievable. Like, again, it's Goro in the first one. She shows up and she's dead. Simple as that. Um, Okay. 
So then we go back to Khan uh, for no good reason other than we need to remember he's still there and our heroes, I think, are supposed to be fucking tracking him down even though they have no idea where they're fucking going. Um, but he, he apparently has Sindel's soul now. This is this is where this comes in. He mentioned something about having Sindel's soul. Don't know. Fuck those. I, I'm past Why? caring. Don't know. To, to make her evil, clearly. Um, but I, I, I don't fucking know. Um but I, I gotta say, right, for all that, this is the first time we really see Sindel fight because we were robbed of the one earlier and she has a bit of a showdown yeah. and stuff as well. Gotta say, like, I really like her energy. Like, she knows exactly what she's doing, this woman. Oh, yeah. Like, she's not she's yeah. not good, but she knows she's not good. And, she, and she's been directed to act this way. Like, this isn't her fault. Like, she absolutely understood the assignment. They're just like, yes. you need to play crazy Elvira go yeah and, and off she goes she knows exactly what she's doing and you got to respect her for that like so she 100 percent understood her assignment and i've got time for it so there's that fight we find out there's a double cross and all of that uh, and then we get this listeners for those of you playing along at home this is where they <laughs> broke me this is where i tapped out because again it's shit him. <laughs> on top of shit on top of shit on top of all of the stuff I've said already, we have the bad Baraka outfit. We have Shiva's instant death. We have Sindel pitch into the fucking stalls. And then Raiden drops the big fucking reveal that apparently Shokan is his brother. Dun, dun, dun. I was done. I was absolutely done. This was <laughs> the nail in the coffin. You Like, because you've reached for this big third act fucking reveal, like this is the end of Empire... And let's be fair, that's clearly what they're going for. All right. Yeah. You've reached for this big third act of it, but you've put none of the fucking work in. We don't give a shit about any of these characters. All we know about Raiden is that he's he's essentially our deity, right? The, in, in the world of Mortal Kombat, he's the one that looks after the mortals. He's our benevolent god. That's the only reason he needs for being there. That's the only reason he needs to have sacrificed himself and become mortal. If you're going to make this film about anybody, then it needs to be made about Liu Kang because he's our hero. Now, having said all of that, as I said back at the start, it transpires Raiden's probably got the best arc in the film for that reason. But that doesn't mean it's good, alright? And it doesn't mean you should do it. And especially not when the motherfucker looks like Sting. Like, it, it, like taking this seriously at this point is just like, he looks fucking ridiculous. He doesn't look like a god. You know, and, no. and then you're going to humanize him like this and just go, oh, yeah, that's my brother, the fucking 10 foot tall guy with muscles five times bigger than me who you can't beat. Like, good luck, guys. I'm out. What? Yeah, yeah because it, that's literally what he says to them as well. They're like, they're all around and he's just made this big reveal and they're gearing up for the final fight. And they're like, right, what are we going to do? And he's just like, oh, well, you're all fucked. So I'm going to pray for you. Yeah. He literally says it has to Cheers. be Liu Kang because Raiden can't kill him. That's that's it. Yeah. That's that's and then to rub salt in the wound, what does he tell them? I'll pray for you. I'll be watching you. <laughs> <laughs> Swear to God. Swear to God, I fell yeah. off the fucking couch. <laughs> that's what he tells them. I'll be watching you. Yeah. Motherfucker. I'd have kicked him but in I'm the nuts afraid. right there. I was like, going to say, if, at this point, if you're, you're Liu Kang or any of the ones who've gone through all this shit because of him, and he, he just um, nopes out, like, hang on, the fuck are you going? Yeah. You started this. Get your ass back in here and fucking finish it. It's be because, again, we had this whole story thing. He's my brother. I couldn't kill him. And that's, no, that's why 
he's now cut, able to come back and you know, fucking break all the rules and all this shit because I was too much of a pussy to kill him. So I'm going to nope out again and leave you to it. Fuck the fuck off. Yeah, it, it's really, really fucking bad. And for any of it to have worked at all, it needed to be front-loaded. All of this stuff about them being brothers needed to be there yeah. from the start because it raises the stakes. Yeah. The first time he shows up, they need to call each other brother. Like, it needs yeah. to be made clear. You don't just yeah. drop and, it uh, here. Yeah, and, and as you're coming through, then again, as part of Raiden's arc, we have this whole thing as to what, you know, why they're in this state because he had the chance to kill him and he didn't take it. This, this whole thing can be teased out across the 90 minutes as opposed to, nah, fuck it, we don't know what else to do. Let's drop it in minute 62 and then that'll be... And here's how easy yeah. it is to fix this narrative. You have them show up at the start, call each other brother. We get into the whole thing right at the start about how Ra- this is all Raiden's fault because Raiden couldn't kill him. Yeah. Right? Raiden has just stood side by side with two of our leads now because they decided to kill the third one. But he's also acted as a kind of mentor to Liu Kang through the first one. That is enough for Liu and Sonja to go, it's all right, Raiden, we got your back. Like, it's fine. We got this. You tell us what we need to do. We've got this. That's enough to send them off on their quest, right? In the meantime, then, in the background, Raiden goes and walks on water and turns into Sting and, you know, gets turned into a mortal and all of this, right, to buy them time. Then you get to the final fight and Raiden at least has a go. He's got to have a go, right? Get the absolute shit kicked out of him because he's immortal now. And that's where Liu Kang and Sonja show up then. And they're like, whoa, 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 hold on. Hands off our fucking soft rock 80s icon. This is for us to sort out. You back the fuck off, right? But they don't do any of that. But that's how easy it is. Like, it's not yeah, difficult. Yeah. There's an even easier way to fix this entire script. Don't make it. Highlight the <laughs> fucking lot of it and press delete. Yeah. <laughs> Easily. But, you know, that's how easy this is fixed. But there's yeah. such a basic misunderstanding of story here. Well, I don't even think it's misunderstanding. I think it's just not caring. Nobody gives a fuck there. that there's no story here whatsoever. Yeah. Nobody no. cares. Um, um, it's we. So we had this conversation a while ago um, about a project I worked on a couple of years ago, and it's that it's fucking fight porn. It's basically people who want to film people doing fights can't do it themselves. But they go, I know we'll film people doing fucking kung fu because that's what I like. Yeah. Except, oh, wh- why are they fighting? I don't know. The fuck they're fighting, and that's it. I will give this film points for whoever did the foley of the fight sequences because I really enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> telling you sound is the best thing about this film the soundtrack the foley yeah. all of it the sound's fine the, the foley in the fight the scenes is brilliant. you've got the whole like you know sort of like 90s kung fu <laughs> like yeah here for it like yeah that's that's all fine great. everything else is shit yeah. um yeah. so then they right so raiden just basically says to him as you said mark i think you you've got the exact right term that he just nopes out like a proper fucking loser yeah. he's just like nah fuck you guys like a proper god really fuck you guys i've yeah. had enough i'm going home yeah yeah i've done the damage now i'm going home so they all look at yeah. each other and they're like okay well we're fucking here now like i'm ready to die for for this guy that's just told us to go and fucking we'll fuck beat ourselves. his brothers up right so I get it because we've just talked about it as well. I get it with Liu Kang and I get it with Sonja. The work hasn't gone in, but we know it from the first one if we've seen the first one. Why the fuck, though, is Jax even here in another dimension, let alone ready to die for Raiden? Why? What the fuck has any of this got to do with him? Like, at the point where, see, like, if you're a guy that's got a confidence issue, so much so that you've had to have metal arms fucking bolted onto your body, right? The second 
your fucking partner who you haven't seen in ages randomly shows up and goes like do you want to come on a deadly mission with me and go to another dimension and fight a demon overlord and maybe a guy that looks like a centaur i think you go nope. nah you're all right no thanks yeah <laughs> it's fine you, you know you do you starbucks are hiring yeah you do you but you yeah. know I, i've just got new metal arms a lot of wanking to work out love uh, <laughs> you know <laughs> like you just wouldn't do it would you you just wouldn't of course you wouldn't um so i don't know why he's there biggest missed opportunity in the whole film next though when they wander onto our final battleground which randomly is a fucking derelict fucking war-torn country in fucking eastern europe somewhere it's probably wrong to say that now but that's what it looks like yeah so after the time it would be fine yeah because the it kind of looks like sarajevo yeah because like the countries the dimensions are merging or something so of course that means everything's like half there that doesn't make any fucking sense because surely you'd still have a whole building where a whole building should be and not a building where not a building should be you wouldn't have these fucking derelict it just wouldn't work like that right but anyway that's a logic gap that i'm not going to concern myself with it's not the most fucking egregious thing it's not thing the most egregious of no, it's definitely not. Is the most egregious thing yeah. is they stood in this desolate wasteland facing each other down the enemy's name is Shokan and Liu Kang doesn't walk out there and go Khan how <laughs> how do you what is wrong with you people like that's a given that is an absolute given and they and he's got his fucking shirt off and all like what is wrong with you people seriously um so that they missed that completely completely missed that um okay so here's the thing though we're going into our final fights now fights because you can't just have one it's mortal combat right everybody's got around their non-existent story arcs off by fighting like one of the generals or whatever but we already know going into this that raiden can beat khan he just couldn't kill him so we know that he's beatable so not only is he beatable he's beatable by a member of this team so none of this makes any sense and there is no stake whatsoever because he can be beaten he has been beaten the only reason he's still here is because raiden was too much of a pussy to kill him like because i don't know he probably wanted to go and save some rainforests or some shit i don't know but there is no reason for us to care about any of this um yeah it's fucking stupid it's really stupid um but then of course raiden does die because he's mortal so you know they didn't make him mortal for nothing did they so in this final fight he does die uh, and it should really mean something but he doesn't because we're not invested in him at all are we let's be honest so not nobody so. gives a fuck right so we get these fights breaking out we again worst cg ever like just absolutely appalling like i don't yeah it's fucking terrible um so they turn into fucking dragons Godzilla. And, yeah and we have this fucking kaiju fight which is terrible just absolutely terrible um jacks at least gets a pay off here you know jacks is fighting mataro and he gets to rip his arms off and be like i don't need him and he beats him down yeah. with his bare hands and stuff that's all good um then yeah they, they turn into like a dragon so then because Liu Kang turns into a dragon so then shokan turns into a bigger fucking dragon um yeah. at, at which point i've just written um you know I'm, i think i'm channeling hell in you because i've just written consequences <laughs> 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 you know? I see my thought of this point was just fucking whip him out of measure him. like you know you're going to turn into a dragon I'm going to turn into a bigger dragon fuck you like Woo! yeah you know this is how this shit Look works at my CR rating <laughs> yeah this is how this shit works um so 
yeah they have this really bad fucking cgi fight um and then somehow Liu kang wins without actually killing shokan uh which i thought was the whole point like they had yeah. to kill him because he because this is even and uh, we had this uh very vocal disagreement about the first one mark the point of mortal Kombat isn't that it's a fight to the death right it's mortal Kombat because it's mortals fighting for the realm that's why it's mortal Kombat. it's not mortal like you're all mortal but the whole point of this is like you have to kill him otherwise yeah other Otherwise, the fucking world ends. Yeah, because there's yeah. no like, there's no explanation otherwise as to how it doesn't. Like, it's just like he's. Although to be fair, there's there's no there's at no point they say if we kill him it'll stop. No, there isn't. So they could kill him and it just fucking carries on anyway. It's like he's, it's already too late. He's he's pushed a button and even if you kill him, bomb's gonna go off. But it don't fucking matter. All of that is null and void anyway because I think the most important thing here and the main reason I'm glad I saw it through this time is because in this otherwise appalling final fight, the theme is back and that instantly <laughs> elevates the fight. <laughs> Like, as soon as Mortal Kombat kicks in, I'm just, oh, all right, this will do. Like, fight, fight's still fucking terrible. CGI's still terrible. There's still too many cuts, but at least the theme's back. So it's, 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 it's instantly better. Um, but yeah, no point to any of it. Um, and, and more importantly, though, um, if the whole thing was just that they had to fight, and as you say, Mark, this isn't explained. This is just what I've taken from it, is that because he beats Shokan, like, the whole thing is stopped, right? Because he's, he's yeah. beaten him. Um, but he, he doesn't really use anything that he's learned from his three trials other than the fact they have the kaiju fight, which goes nowhere and actually blows up in Kang's face. So there's no point him doing that. So could they not just have fought each other an hour and a half ago back at the start? And Kang, could Kang just not have beaten him then? Because mm-hmm. he doesn't use any special skills that he's acquired. He just Because he didn't learn any. No, he just fights him, same as he would have fought him in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. And if they'd have done that, Raiden wouldn't have had to become mortal and die. Johnny Cage wouldn't have been killed. Like, Jax would still be chilling, having a wank with his robot arm somewhere. Like, everybody would be happy. Like, yeah. why? what was the point in any of this nonsense? Um, I don't understand. Anyway, never mind. Yeah, this, again, Sting reiterates here that he'll be watching them. Um, and then that's it film over well it goes back to normal and you see the twin towers you do yeah i had a moment of just like oh that, that shit nice twin see, towers actually, yeah. yeah yeah i was just like fuck like you forget what it used to be like that that was the definitive image of new york yeah, yeah. and then the yeah. film comes to a close very abrupt end yeah if we can even yeah. call it a film um it ends yeah. where it started pretty much um yeah. and nobody's grown nobody's learned anything nope. like nope. I don't understand what it was other than a load of really badly made up people kicking Ooh. the shit out of each Katana's other. Katana's mother's got her soul back and you can yes. tell because all of a sudden she's dressed in soft clothes and she's yes. lost the, the icy lippy. Yes. And they're, and yeah. they're yeah. talking nice to each other instead of yeah. punching yeah. each other in the face. She's not being a anymore. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. I, don't, I don't know why Katana's mother didn't have her soul in the first place or whether she was dead and now isn't, but she isn't. Again, that's just something that yeah. happened along the way. We don't really know why. Jack's don't need to know. We skipped that Jack's bit. lost his metal arms, which look horribly expensive and very painful to put on, but he lost them. And, and kind of they must be kind of heavy as well, because if they're just going over his arm... Yeah, I guess they were. really fucking hurt his back. I mean, you're basically carrying a power loader on your back, aren't you? So Yeah. 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 Because it wasn't like attached they, they to they his physical body. 
board or anything, did they? There was no. Nothing, there was nothing moving the fucking elbows or anything. No joints in there. Yeah, the only thing that was keeping the arms up was they went over the shoulders and then he had a little bar across the back yeah. that was mm. like the mitten holders that you get for toddlers so they don't yeah. lose a glove. Oh, to be fair, I need, I need one of those for Tori as well because she's a fucker for losing gloves. We did miss something, actually. We did miss something because the reason Raiden comes Point. back is because he takes the place of their dad, um, who's been orchestrating the whole thing, yet never raises a finger and is an elder god. Um, he just Shokan has daddy issues, basically, and is trying to impress his dad the whole way through. Uh, we haven't mentioned it because his dad has zero effect on absolutely fucking anything other than when he gets yeah. to the end and he gets, like, off. To be fair, I'd forgotten he was there until we started talking about the end and the fact that the fucking Elder Gods turn up and stop him escaping. Yeah, and then give like, Raiden... Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. Give Raiden his position um, as an Elder God, which he kind of was anyway because he's his yeah. dad's so again, son. Yeah. So again, he, he went on his on his whole arc, but then actually, yeah, no, it went back to where he started anyway. I mean, he got a new face mm-hmm. and a haircut, so... True. It wasn't an improvement. Yeah, no, it wasn't an improvement improvement at all definitely not Uh, (laughs) (laughs) and that's it that's mortal Kombat annihilation like i Mm -hmm. i don't know what it is i really don't know what it is i don't waste of 94 i don't think i can call it a film i think it's just a random collection of punching and kicking it's somebody learning how to edit on premiere pro using the disc that's got the pre-cut scenes and they've put all the special effects in, and they're like, oh, do you know what? I found this like CD from the 90s that's got Mortal Kombat on it. I'm just going to drop some sound effects in. Jobs are good, and it's a film. I mean, I think the... the it's not that good. No, the worst thing about this is that you could honestly sit down and watch somebody play Mortal Kombat 2 on Twitch for 90 minutes, and it would be more entertaining. Because it's the oh, same premise. Yeah. It's just people punching and kicking each other. But it would look a hell of a lot better. Because the graphics in Mortal yeah. Kombat 2 are a damn sight better than the CGI in this. Especially if you've got two streamers, one of which plays properly, and the other one is a button basher, but the button basher's got that like streak of mad luck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. But yeah, you know, the, even the, there's there's the mad thing there as well. Is like if you were to watch somebody play in Mortal Kombat two, it would look better than this because the sprites were all digitized, right? So they got yeah. people, put them in the costumes, and digitized them. So things like a Baraka costume that exists, like that exists, yeah. and you get these shitty masks from Smithies. Like what? What the fuck? Why? All of the actual wardrobe that all exists. Like, why are you reinventing the wheel and why are you making it look so fucking bad? Like, not that they were on exactly a, a good trajectory to begin with, but I would say that this put video game adaptions back 20 years. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Mortal Kombat. I mean, they're, they're, all, they're already set back by Mario yeah. and the, the reception of that. Yeah. So then add this to the fucking mix. You might as well go, right, okay, never make a fucking video game adaptation again. I mean, you had Mario and Street Fighter and Double Dragon and all that stuff coming out at the same time and the, and the bar was just lowering and yeah. lowering on. Then the first Mortal Kombat comes along and like, you know, it's, it's starting to climb back up a bit. Something's going on here. And then this fucking thing happens. And that's just it. Like, nobody wants to touch a video game again. for fuck- Save for Resident Evil, which makes massive bank. But again, Paul W.S. Anderson, like, he's your guy. You want to adapt a video game? That's where you go. You go to him. If you want a you, shit you one, want to adapt a... you go to Uwe Ball. If you want a good one, you go to Paul W.S. Anderson. Well, relatively speaking. Yeah, also, if you've got like a, a sort of an obscure 70s sort of like cult B-movie and you mm. want to do sort of like a modern gritty re- reboot, get Paul W.S. Anderson and also Jason Statham. Yeah. Onto a winner. Death Race is fucking amazing. Like he knows, like he knows who he is and he knows what he does. And uh, you've got yeah. to tip the hat to him for that, you know? Um, 
But then, yeah, like this just pisses on everything he achieved with that first one. Absolutely pisses on it from a great height. Um, I nearly, nearly walked out again. Like, honestly, <laughs> I nearly did. Like, if we weren't doing, if we weren't doing this show, I probably wouldn't have watched it in the first place anyway. But having started it, it's only because I knew we'd have to talk through to the end that I finished it. I was done after an hour. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was done after forty-five seconds. I've got to be honest, but you know, I, I stuck with it. I think I was watching it knowing where I tapped out the first time, and so I was like, well, I've at least got to get there because I've done that. Yeah. It's like. I fucking not when you're running in it you always push yourself a bit further every day yeah. you know, well i did 10k last week so i'm gonna push it a bit further i'm gonna do 10.2 today you're like and then i'm gonna do 10.5 yeah. and that's that's how you build your stamina up so i was like well look I've, I've got a fair bit of shitty film experience behind me now so i think i can go further than i did last time so i wanted to get at least there and then when i got there i seriously was for a minute just like oh just just knock it on the head but as you say, Mark, that's the purpose of this show. I had to push through. For your entertainment listeners, I wasted yeah, that we, we, extra 20-odd minutes. We suffer for you. Yeah, I wasted that yeah. extra 20-odd minutes of my bank holiday for you. Um, Jesus Christ, I'll never do it again. Like, nope. I was I was morbidly curious about the TV show after we watched rewatched the first Mortal Kombat. Um, it's widely held to be worse than this, so I don't... Right. Fuck off. Oh, the, the TV show is apparently fucking abysmal. Um, we need to track that down, don't we? It, I think it's on Amazon. I think it's available. Um, like my Amazon recommended feed is like so appalling at this stage. Yeah, yeah this, this show has kind of ruined the algorithm. Yes. Um, yeah the algorithm but it shows me. the algorithm works yeah. it does and that's how we find things you know like Larmageddon so you know yeah exactly. there's something to be said for that um, yeah, I mean incidentally there was supposed to be a third um, so this was supposed to be a trilogy um, and Robin Show, who played um, Liu Kang he, he he had a contract for all three films um, it was due, they were due to shoot it basically on the back of this one and then uh, because, of the, because of the box office they shelved it and then um, Various things happened. They, 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 they said about starting again in 2005 and they were going to be shooting in New Orleans and like God had other plans. Um, I mean, that, that was kind of a sign yes, at that, that point. Is a sign. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes you think there is a higher power. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Midway got sued over the um, over the rights and then it kind of went, uh, it went tits up. So uh, in 2008, um, Time Warner bought the Mortal Kombat, um, put the, they bought the whole package. And just kind of pulled the plug on the films, but fuck, we were concentrating on games. And there's fifty-six billion of those. Yeah, um, there's there's loads of them now, and every character under yeah, the sun. Fucking eleven is or something. Yeah, and every character under the sun is in them. Um, but then, of course, yeah. they did reboot the films. Um, I've not seen the yeah. reboot, but it can't be any worse no. than this, can it? Can't be worse than this fucking one. No, I mean, you know, I think we're there, really. You know, in summation, like I, I just don't know where to start with this film. It is just. It's aggressively bad. That's the obvious. It's just. I mean, I wouldn't even say it was aggressively bad. I would say it was like Power Rangers aimed at children bad because there's no aggression actually in it. Yeah, I just it just for, feels for, like it's for a const- martial arts film. There's very little fighting. There's very little actual exactly. fighting. In it, it just feels like it's yeah. constantly trying to piss you off. It feels like it's, <laughs> it's doing just it face on purpose. Slapping you. Yeah. No, incidentally, it's like in, when you in, fight with your siblings, and it's that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, That's all a, it is. Yeah. Incidentally, so in 2012, the creators of Mortal Kombat, so Ed Boon and John Tobias, they were both they were interviewed separately, and they both cite this film as the worst thing to ever happen to the franchise. And they're not fucking wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's that's quite uh, that's quite fun. It's pointless. It's nonsensical. It's poorly shot. It's badly acted. 
it's badly yeah. written. Although, can I just say, I've got the wiki page open in front of me, and the um, the producer has actually gone on record as trying to defend this by saying the, the film that was released wasn't finished. The effects in the movie were not supposed to be the final effects. I never anticipated somebody would take the movie and go, it's good enough, we'll put it out anyway. So he's blaming the studio and going, yeah, they, they fucking jumped yeah. the show. They jumped the gun, we weren't ready to put out. What a load of fucking like, nonsense. Th- those effects are bad. You don't, de- you don't deliver it. Th- there's don't bigger problems. It. Yeah. yeah, there's bigger problems than just the effects. Yeah, those, those yeah. effects but are that's, the that's least of the problems. On. I like as bad yeah. as they are, I would absolutely one hundred percent forgive those if everything else worked. Yeah, if the script, that, as that, we know, because you can standpoint. watch, you can watch a film where they just have a title card saying VFX car on exactly. fire, yeah. and it can be the best fucking film that you've ever watched. Yep, I would, I would totally give them a pass on yeah. it. Yes, we'd mock them yeah. for it, but yeah. it would be affectionate. Not you know, yeah. it's the same as Not making fucking vitriolic. No, it's the yeah. same as making those leaps of faith. Like if everything else works and you're entertaining me and I'm going with yeah. it, I'll take that leap of faith with you. Yes, I'll point it out and say how ridiculous it is, but I'll take that leap leap of faith. That's absolutely fine. I'm not doing it here because everything else is so fucking right. piss poor. So it's not a leap of mm-hmm. faith so much as we either couldn't see it or couldn't be asked. It was, yeah. you know. We didn't give a fuck, yeah. basically. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I mean, I, I don't think I need to ask, but um, is this better than Mario? I'll start with Alan. <laughs> um, Mario deserves a fuck all the awards. It is Mario is the greatest film I've ever seen in my life. I have been unfair to Mario for far too long, and I am starting to rethink my stance. Um, no, it's not better than Mario. <laughs> It's made me. It's made me change my view <laughs> on Mario. Sliding scale, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. Oh fuck no. Um. <laughs> fuck no. It's the only film I've ever walked out of. As I said back at the start, I'm. I'm somewhat pleased to know that I had good. Good taste, even as a fucking idiotic seventeen-year-old. <laughs> Um, it still is one of the worst films I have ever seen. And that's simply because mm-hmm. not only is it badly made and poorly shot and badly acted and poorly writ and all of those other things. Poorly writ? Fuck me, it's making my brain dribble out of my fucking nose. Um, <laughs> not only is it all of those things, but it's no fucking fun. And that's the yeah. problem. The first, mm-hmm. first Mortal Kombat has some issues. Nowhere near the issues that this has. And even the ones it does have are forgivable. Right, but they're forgivable because it's fun and it entertains me. This, oh my god, this this just needs to be buried in a desert somewhere in the deepest hole you can find with all those fucking copies of ET on the Atari, and it just needs to be left there forever <laughs> and never dug up. Because can you fucking imagine if there's like a nuclear holocaust and there's no fucking life left on this planet, right? And then a million years from now, some fucking super intelligent alien fucking race comes down and unearths this fucking copy and they put this on and this is the fucking cultural artifact they find that defines humanity. <laughs> and that's why this film should not exist. It should just be fucking destroyed because it's dangerous. Oh, this is like the dark alternative u- uh, universe version of Galaxy Quest. Yes. <laughs> this is their historic document they found. Yes. Yeah. And so in summation, yeah. no, Mark, it's fucking not better than that. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I, um, as I said, I fucking hated the first one. I had no time for the first one whatsoever. The first one fucking Citizen Kane compared to this bollocks. Right, um, right. Now go so, back I mean, and watch I... the first one again. <laughs> no, because I have to fucking pay for it. I'm not paying for it again. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I, on, on Friday, I was told my pancreas is fucked and I'll be injecting insulin for the rest of my life. Then I had to 
suffer through six channels of some jugged cunt put a fucking hat on all day on Saturday. This is still the fucking worst part of my weekend. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah it, it's on a par with the coronation. Probably I didn't watch any of the coronation because I knew it would annoy me. But this is every bit as annoying. I'd wager. So yeah, oh, fuck me. yeah. I mean, the, this, yeah. Uh, the only thing I watched was that gif I sent you two of uh, <laughs> Simba being punted off a of Pride Rock. It's um, yeah. I mean, look, listeners, if, yeah, th- if you didn't watch this before listening to the podcast, right, please don't go and watch it now. Don't do it to yourself. Don't even go watch no. it just to hear what we've been talking about. Don't uh, do it to yourself, please. The only saving grace for me was that I didn't have to pay for it. It was included on Prime. Yeah. If yeah. I'd paid for this motherfucking thing, I would have thrown something at the TV. But in streaming it on Prime, you know, you've given everybody involved like point zero 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 two of a pence. And even yeah. that's too much, and I feel fucking annoyed about it. Well, I'm fairly sure these yeah. fuckers are uh, working for food at the moment, so, you know, every little helps. I mean, if I was involved in this film, I don't think I would ever work again. Like, purposely. No, I would, that the, would this be... Is, this is the gap on your CV. When, when you go to a job, you think, oh, what's that gap on your uh, on your resume? It wasn't where I made Mortal Kombat Annihilation. I was though, in a cult. I was sat there wanking to, for three years. To anything to do, other though, than this. Change the colour of the clothes that you're wearing so that if you were, say, Sub-Zero, you just never wear blue because then you're the character B option. <laughs> and so it's not you. <laughs> it's your identical twin that's got bad tasting shit. Yeah, and just happens to have a scar in exactly the same place as you do and all of that shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. but different colour costume. Oh, it's fine. Yeah, yeah it's not the same. Yeah, yeah it's fine. Not the same. It's all good. It's fine. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm Zero, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't really think there's much we, much more we can say. I think we've eviscerated this probably enough. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. If by some quirk of fucking sanity you, you know, any of our listeners enjoyed this film or think it's worth any sort of fucking credit, then please let us know because we will immediately disown you and never speak to you ever again. Um, but yeah, fuck me. What I, I just don't really know where to go with this. It's fucking awful. Um, I mean, we did say it had to be special for the 50th, and this was <laughs> certainly special. I mean, we delivered. Yeah, the film had to be Unlike this film, makers. we delivered. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, as, as always, if you do have thoughts, especially if you know, you're the one person in history who thought this was a good film, please let us know. Get in touch on Twitter at ddpodcastnet. You can go to our website, ddpodcast.net. We can also get our other episodes on our other shows as well. Um, wherever your podcasts, uh, subscribe, leave a message, we can back to you as best we can. Until next time. See you later. Ta-da. Thank <laughs> you.